This is Lorraine Heller from Beverage Daily. I'm with James Tonkin, who is the owner of Healthy Brand Builders, a beverage consultancy. Jim, you've been telling me about Coke and Pepsi and uh, some of the the bold moves they've been making and the uh, strong optimism they've been showing. Why is this and what might other beverage players have to learn from it? Hi, Lorraine. I think that um, this is a, a really interesting time for the two beverage giants uh, to be re-engaging their, their businesses uh, based on the, the current economic situation, not just domestically but globally. Those brand holders are global players, and as you probably know, they're, they're spending a lot of their energy trying to grow their brands outside of the United States where they already have very strong positions. So as they look to the next couple of years, they both have made a very concerted effort to convince their shareholders that money needs to continue to be spent against advertising and brand building, the introduction of new carbonated soft drinks, which uh, have been uh, minimal and very lackluster over the last several years with some of the, the zero-calorie products that they've brought to market. They have not been very successful. And the reason is innovation has been very slow in that side. But I think in the next couple of years, you're going to start to see some new functional or healthy-type um, beverage launches from Coke and Pepsi against the carbonated space. So if we look at the products that have not been successful in the past and then we look forward towards what... The, the, the actions that they're taking now, uh, where is the difference? Why are we optimistic that, the, that moving forward, things will look, look up? A um, couple of reasons. One, uh, I think the ingredient uh, players are finally getting to the point where they're, they have developed some great water-soluble ingredients that, that can work in a low-acid carbonated environment. Secondly, Coke and Pepsi have made purchases over the last uh, seven to ten years of non-carbonated products, uh, moving those into their portfolios. And as they've done that, they have not done a great job of integrating them thus far. So internally, they have really looked at that as a, as a problem area, and they believe they now have been able to solve it from a focus perspective. So over the next several years, you'll start to see a lot more energy um, uh, from the corporate brand holder, Coke and Pepsi, against products like Sobe and Fuse and um, the entire Gatorade Quaker purchase that Pepsi made and focusing on the integration of those types of products into their carbonated soft drink distribution system. And what about the recent purchase of, uh, of some, some interest in Innocent? Uh, that, that this has generated quite a bit of debate. How do you see it from, from Coke's side? I think Innocent is probably one of the most unique, simplistic brands uh, in the country. And I have uh, marveled at it from, from a distance, although I've, I've seen it in the UK many times when I've been there. Um, I think their juice line is phenomenal. Their water line is phenomenal. And I think what Coke is really trying to do here is show that they have regional application, that they understand the value of of teaming up with products that have been very successful in a local market. Um, You know, Innocent has no brand presence in the United States at this point, and perhaps it will because Coke is moving products around the globe pursuant to what they feel consumers are looking for. It will be an area to watch for sure. Um, but but I think they'll Innocent will be able to grow much better now because they'll have a good financial footing um, and their portfolio, which is already pretty good size, I think will continue to have some unique offerings for Northern and, and Western Europe. Jim from Healthy Brand Builders, thank you for joining me. For Beverage Daily, this is Lorraine Heller.